a while back when we had a message, I believe it was on a Wednesday night, I, <clears throat> I mentioned that we really need to listen or maybe take notes. It was, you know, different parts of the Bible, the message is going to come out different. Sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a lot of information that's necessary to, to give and it's, and, and, and some things uh, seem to be more differ, difficult for some to understand than others. So uh, I had to say that a while back, that it, that it might not be easy listening. But, and, and I don't like it when I have to say that, but sometimes that's the way the message is. But uh, tonight, we have three simple points that we're going to make, and then we're out of here. And, and so we're going to talk about offerings to God, us. God's children making offerings to Him. One morning in a church service, the offering plate was being passed, and, and there was a family sitting together, and, and, uh, and, and so the man went to pass the plate to his, to his wife down on the other side of the kids, and the little girl grabbed that offering plate, <clears throat> and she set it on the floor, and she stood in that offering plate. And right before she got in trouble with her parents, the usher said, Honey, what are you doing? And she said, Well, I learned in Sunday school that, that we are to make our bodies, our life, a living sacrifice to God. So I'm offering myself to God. I, I tell you what, we, the, she had a lot of things right there. And, and we all belong in the offering plate according to the demonstration that she made. Getting to offer ourselves to God. There, there are offerings that we get to make to God. I, I'm sure the question or thought would arise in some, you know, what could I possibly offer to God? God is self-sufficient. He is freestanding. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. What am I going to offer to God? I'm, I'm sure that that uh, can be the thought sometimes that, that God's in need of nothing. You know, He doesn't even need us. It's, it's by His grace and mercy that, that we belong to Him that, and, and by His love. Yet, there are three things for you and I to consider tonight that we can offer to God. And so the first place we parked here, Psalms 51 and verse 17, we can offer to God a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O oh God... Thou wilt not despise. People might think of being broken as a negative thing today. I mean, it's quite a selfish world today. And there's a lot of prosperity preaching out there. And people really love motivational speakers. And, and so here we come to a place of, of God's Word telling us that we have the privilege, we are accepted by God, that we can offer ourselves broken to God. That, that's a bad condition in a, in a lot of people's mind. I mean, it's, 
It's important in people's life to, number one, be happy. All they want to be is happy. It it, holiness doesn't matter. Just make me happy. I mean, there's, a, there, there's a, a selfish parade going on in this world. I'll never forget walking through a store. It was obviously just after the new year. But their sign in the store said, Happy You Year. And, and, and look, that's just the mentality. But here we have something that we need to consider that we can offer to God. And it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. A broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. This is a foreign concept to folks for them to want to do something like that. This is the last mental, emotional or spiritual state that people wish to be in. Yet, this is the very condition of the Christian that gets the Lord's attention in a favorable manner. A broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. This pleases the Lord. This is something the child of God offers to the Lord and it pleases Him. No one is going to be rejected when they come before the Lord with this kind of, of spirit and this kind of heart. One might ask, why would we come to the Lord in this way? You're, we're talking about, a, okay, you, we're talking about being broken. We're, we're talking about a broken spirit. Uh, a broken heart, why would we come to the Lord in this way? Well, because of the thoughts and the words and the actions of that old flesh that's going to be hanging around till we go to glory. There is a sin-producing factory in the vestiges of this old flesh. Praise the Lord, some things have fallen off the assembly line. We're, we're still sinners, but we don't sin as much as we used to. And there's definitely a different attitude about sin. But that factory is going to be in business until we go to be with the Lord. It is in response to sin that you and I would go to the Lord, would go to Him in such a broken manner. I think about my life and I think about enjoying the pleasures of sin. For, for 30 years. You know, you don't stop to think about the pain that it's causing. And you're just enjoying the pleasures of it. It sure stings in the end. But I remember that being my life. And never broken over it. Even suffering the consequences of it. I just wanted more. And praise the Lord, when we become a child of God, there's a different attitude about it. We deal with it in a different way. And, and notice, notice this offering to God. It has nothing to do with an outward formality. It's nothing to do in, in what he's saying here with the animal on the altar uh, being offered for sin. Now, don't get me wrong. When we have a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, it is going to have an outward expression. But it starts within. If anybody here 
is dealt with by the Lord from the outside first and then inside, please, please let me know how that works. Because the Lord works from the inside out. And there is a brokenness that's being talked about here and explained to us that happens within. It's an offering that is given to God from the inside. And it was better than a million animal sacrifices to God. If this was missing, then the outward sacrifice meant nothing. Related to this day and time, it's better than a million appearances in the Lord's church during a service, that there be a broken and a contrite heart. What does this mean? It's being crushed within, having a deep sorrow over our offenses to God. Not just what we would call the big ones, you know, but, but it's, it, this is something constant from our lives. When we go to the Lord in this internal condition, before God broken, there is going to then be a real genuine confession to God. Look at the attitude about sin. James says in 4.8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter, I, I had that for a long time over it, let your laughter be turned to mourning by the grace of his salvation. I have that now. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Why are we talking about this tonight? Because there is something that we can offer to God that He accepts. He will never despise the broken one that comes before Him inside. We'll never be shut out or turned away from God when we have a broken spirit and, and, and a broken and contrite heart. When that is our offering to Him, He accepts that from us. You know, we might call prayer an offering. We, 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 we offer up prayer to God. And, and if we haven't offered this up when it is due, then the Lord won't accept that offering of prayer. The, the 66th Psalm in the 18th verse says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That's why it's such a, a wise and should be built into everyone's prayer and, and, and in, their, in their time of prayer that we confess to the Lord before we ever talk to Him about, about whatever we're going to Him about. Proverbs 28, 13 says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. You know, in the flesh we're all prone to cover our sins. There's the temptation to do that. 
And it's made known to us in God's word that we will not prosper if we do that. You know what? I don't need any more details than that. If we cover our sins, we will not prosper. That's good enough to convict me and, and to let me know that that's something we ought not to do. But if we have a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, and then we confess and forsake our sins, we shall have mercy. If we cover our sins, we're not going to prosper. When God covers our sins, we're going to have His mercy in our lives. What a positive encouragement for the Christian every day of the life. Because this is a continual thing. We have this promise of a forgiving and a cleansing every day of our lives. And we need it every day. And, and He does that. He is faithful to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Somebody said that a preacher just wore out 1 John 1, 9 to the congregation. If it's worn out in our lives, praise the Lord for that. That is a common verse to go to. Proverbs 28, 13, people call it the 1 John 1, 9 of the Old Testament. And then you go to 1 John 1, 9 and we see the promise for the forgiving and the cleansing that happens. Broken, being broken before the Lord, it's a good thing. Jesus says, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Solomon says there is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. You know, we're to be, as Christians, the most joyful people on the face of this earth. I mean, we're commanded to constantly rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. How, how about this? Think about this. In order to do so, in order for us to be that joyful Christian, we must be broken and contrite in our hearts before God. The two go together. Here within this 51st Psalm, you find, you find David knowing exactly what the Lord wants. A broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. And within the same Psalm, he says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You see how these things are going to both be happening in our lives and they go together. It's a good thing. Many, many offer God things that he doesn't accept. Others say, I, I don't really know what to offer to God. What, what can I offer? I, I believe I want to offer something to God. I should. He, he's worthy of it. What, what can I offer to God? This is an offering that, that he accepts from you and I. This is an offering that can and is to continually be given to God. It's an offering that He will never reject from you and I to come before Him broken. Broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Sometimes 
the best Christian we can be is a broken Christian. Sometimes that's exactly where we need to be. David is crying out these words. He's crying them out to God in this condition. And he, he wasn't trying to dry his eyes. He wasn't trying to get out of it. He wasn't trying to do any good deed to make up for what he had done. This is a, a, a beautiful testimony of repentance in this 51st Psalm. And he wasn't going to try to make up for it with doing good. Look, look in verse 16. He says, for thou desirest not sacrifice here in, in what he's going through. Else would I give it. I would, I would jump through these religious hoops. I would do the things. I would do these outward things if that's what you were wanting from me. But thou de delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise. David knew exactly what he was to do. And, and of course he didn't do it robotically. He was, he was broken within over his offense before God. Outward religion wasn't going to do the job, but the inward relationship with the Lord would. May God take us to this place of brokenness. You know, and, and may, it be, may it be tonight as we might reflect on our lives. May it be continually. May it be often in our lives. When the Christians here might be reflecting back on, on, on your lives and a time that, that you came before God broken. And what a really sweet time that was. What a special time you had with your Savior when you did. You were accepted by Him. Your offering was accepted by Him. It's always an acceptable offering. Offering when we come before Him broken. There's another offering that's accepted by God, and that is a dedicated life. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present yourself a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. What an amazing chapter Romans 12 is. There are over 40 calls and commands to the Christian in this one chapter. It begins with Paul begging, begging the children of God to offer, present their lives to God. This isn't a command to the unsaved. It's a command to the saved. Christ, only Christians can express thankfulness to God for His mercy. And how do we express that? By presenting our bodies a living sacrifice to God. In the Old Testament, the animal was killed and the animal was laid on the altar and, and offered as a sacrifice to God. It was a dead sacrifice, if you will. It was a shadow of things to come. And so they, they offered the animal in sacrifice to God, uh, a deceased animal. 
we're to present ourselves, our bodies, as a living sacrifice to God. The animal was a dead offering, and we are to be a living, dedicated offering. This is something that the Lord accepts from us by way of an offering, that we offer our lives to God. So we have a broken-hearted offering, and we have a body offering. Our hands, our feet, our mouth, our mind, our eyes, our ears, they are all instruments of service to God. I'll never forget the word of commentary, that, that, and I shared it with the teenagers often through the years. Our eyes are meant to behold the things of the Lord. They are instruments of service to God. They have a divine purpose. The slain animal was, was burned on the altar until it was completely consumed and there was nothing left but ashes. Those were specific details for a specific offering that was to be made, that was acceptable to God. Today, we're to make our entire bodies a living sacrifice to be completely consumed by the Lord. A body abused by sin offered to the Lord to be used by the Savior. Someone said, if the gospel you accepted by the gospel be affected, the saved soul is to give their bodies over to dedicated service in the Lord. We, we see the quality of the dedication that's to take place in this offering to the Lord by way of the fact that we're presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. But we also see the character of the dedication to the Lord in this offering. The offerings were very specific in the Old Testament. And we have some specifics here in this offering. It's not, we were, it's not only to be a living sacrifice in the quality, but in the character, it's to be a holy sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. The king of England, it was said, walked into a store in London. And as he walked into the store, he looked around, and then he asked for the store owner, and the store, the store owner came up, and the king of England said, if, you'll mop, if you will sweep and mop this floor, and you will straighten out your merchandise on the shelves, I will put a sign out front that says, Approved by the King. We don't clean up our lives to become a Christian. That, that's not what happens in the heart as, as we're being drawn to the Lord. No man cometh unto the Father except that the Father draw him. To be saved, we come to God just as we are. He saves us in the, in the very condition that we are in. But then we see that we, we clean up. To serve, as a, to serve as a Christian. How, how do we clean up and dedicate our bodies to the Lord? How, how do we make this bodily offering to God? Well, by the broken offering 
that we just talked about. A, a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart before God. A holy offering, we see that the character of this offering is. And then the goal of our offering is that it be acceptable. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord. A dedicated life offering. Man, you know... This is, this is what I hope is very simple tonight, but, but these things sure could go very deep. And we could be here 45 minutes, 50 minutes trying to pack all the information that we can in this, but we're not doing that tonight. But, but let me just say this, are, are we going beyond what's, what's really realistic for the life of the Christian? Because, because when I was first called to preach, I felt it was really my job to throw something out there to show that we have a long way to go all the time and, you know, that we should be convicted all the time. That was kind of the, the way it started. And don't get me wrong, God, God uses it. He uses us in spite of us and He blesses us, you know, by His Word going forth. Well, one preacher said, Man, I looked at my sermons from my first year, and, and it was Bible truth, but the way I arranged it, my goodness, I, I don't know. But anyway, are, are we going beyond what's realistic in the everyday Christian life here? Well, the Word of God would tell us no, because at the end of all of this, we see that it's our reasonable service to do this. It's reasonable and when we consider all of God's mercy to us, His love for us, it's easy to see that this is reasonable. When our eyes are on Jesus, when it's all about Him, that it's never too much for Him. And He gives us these instructions. And He says it's reasonable. He says... It's what we should do. We, we should love Him. We should listen to Him. We should live for Him. And we can't love Him with our hearts if we're doing something different with our bodies. It's going to go together. Whatever we dedicate the heart to, the body is going to follow. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. After the little girl learned that verse in Sunday school, she stood in the offering plate and she said she was offering her life to the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this in a kid's message one of these days, and I'm going to have something that's gigantic, that looks like an offering plate sitting at the door that they'll exit out, that they might step over, everyone might step over in the offering plate on their way out, making themselves, don't, don't, don't any of y'all got steal my ideas here for a kid's message. I, I want to do that one day. Man, it, maybe they'll never forget that. Step over into this big offering plate, on their way out the door, presenting their bodies a living sacrifice.
Willie might be outside or somebody might be out there, an usher might be outside, and they might have an offering plate waiting for us whenever this is over. I don't know. It wouldn't be my plan. It would be theirs. But let me say this. If there's anyone here listening online and you're not saved tonight, I want to ask you if you'll offer yourself to the Lord just as you are, that that He would save your soul. Will Will you offer yourself to Him that He might save you? But let me say to those of us who are saved tonight, let us offer ourselves broken before the Lord and be cleansed that our bodies might be an acceptable offering to God, dedicated in service to Him. See, after we're delivered from our sins in salvation by His grace, then we're discipled for His good works. We're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So there's a broken and a contrite heart that we offer to God, and that is always accepted. There's a dedicated life that we offer to God, and He accepts it. And there's another offering we can make to God, and it's the sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13, 15. It says, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. I love the way the beginning of that verse starts. By Him, let us. There's nobody in between there. In the Old Testament was the priesthood, and it was scriptural. It's not scriptural now. We don't, we don't need that pattern and design, as they did in the Old Testament, where the priest annually offered, went to God for the people. Revelation 1.6 says that we are priests, and we can go directly to God. The veil has been rent in twain. By Him... Let us, the believer, can go directly to God. The way to God is now open, not not to bring the animal sacrifice, not to do that, not just to come broken before Him, not just to present our bodies a living sacrifice, but to offer praise to God. You know, I've, I've had the thought about what we do here on earth as children of God when we gather together, when we worship the Lord, when we praise Him. It's something we're going to do all throughout eternity. What we're doing now, that's going to happen then. This offering to God that we, that we have the privilege to offer to Him now we're going to be offering it continually, constantly in heaven when we get there. It only makes sense that the child of God in the will of God is always going to have praise 
to God. The offering of praise will never cease. It's never going to end. We're going to praise Him through the endless ages and glory. Throughout all eternity, we're going to praise God. Can we praise Him tonight? Is He worthy of our praise? These are offerings that we're going to make to the Lord. You know, we, we really ask Him for much. And don't get me wrong, don't let me hinder that. You, you and I go to the Lord. Go to Him often. He wants us to ask Him. He wants us to ask according to His will. Of course, we're not to ask amiss, but He wants us to go to Him and to ask Him. Never be shy of that. But we, we may definitely do that. We may definitely ask Him for much. And we desire that He would offer us much, this or that. But how about our offerings to Him? How about the fact that we get to offer to God, make offerings to Him? They're, they're commanded that we do so, but, but here's the thing about it. They will never be rejected. Offerings that we can make to God. A broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Sometimes the lowest place that we'll get some every now and then is going to end up being a good place. It's going to be a good place with God when we're spending time with Him there. The offering of our bodies, a dedicated life, wholly acceptable. It's the reasonable thing, reasonable thing to do. And He accepts that. And the sacrifice of praise. You know, it's, it's not selfishly for us, but, but, when you, but when you do get down, to just give praise to the Lord. You know, we're to, we're to praise Him no matter if great things are happening. We're, we're praising Him whenever there seems to be some suffering going on. He's worthy of it all the time. It's to be a continual sacrifice. And He accepts that from us. Offerings to God. Let, let us offer to Him. Let us make offerings to Him this week. And if you're here tonight or, or listening online and, and you have not been saved by Jesus Christ, the free gift of Jesus Christ becoming your Lord and Savior happens by faith. If you will trust Him for the forgiveness of your sins tonight, He will surely save you. So, so the first offering for, for anyone is the offering of salvation. And then after He makes you and I children of God, we get to offer to Him. You know, praise God when our lives are co so consumed with that, that, that it's not a constant list for him. But that, but that how does the song go? I didn't, I didn't come to ask you for nothing. I just, I just came to praise you. A line of a song crosses my mind, and, and that's an offering we get to make all the time. I don't know what the Lord may be doing in the heart of the Christian tonight. I, I know what the Lord would be doing in the heart uh, of, the, of the one who is unsaved. 
who has never known Jesus. He's convicting you that, that you would be saved tonight. And we pray that would happen. And whatever God is, is laying on the heart of His people tonight, oh, obey Him, submit to Him from your heart. And, and remember, being broken before Him, it's, it's a good thing. It's something that He accepts. Let us pray. Father, we bow again before you tonight. And Lord, we thank you for the high privilege to be able to make offerings to you and that they are accepted by you. And Lord, you, you know what happened through the study of this and, and walking with you through it. And, and I've thought about my life and, and those times that I was broken before you and there was such hurt going on. But, but, but looking back, dear God, you, you accepted that. You accepted that offering of me coming before you broken. And, and you do that for all of your children. We will not be cast away. We will not be turned away. Many turn away during a time of trouble, but you don't. You're there and you receive us, Lord. And you're worthy of, our, of us presenting our whole lives to you as, as an offering, our bodies to be used in service to you. And we praise you tonight, Lord. We praise you for who you are, for, for what you're doing, for, for what you've been doing here, Lord, all along. But I consider the last couple of weeks, Lord, and we, we thank you for the power of your salvation, the power of the gospel, and for your many blessings upon your people, Lord. The encouragement it is to the people of God when there are those who are being saved. Lord, and thinking of the time that you saved us. If there's one here that's not saved tonight, Lord, we pray that you, they would uh, obey the gospel, as your word says, and they would receive Jesus. And we pray all of these things in Jesus Christ's most precious and holy name. Amen.